Everybody, welcome back to the NBA front office show. Oh my goodness. The times, they are a-changing. We've got some new rules to break down in the NBA and just a tidal wave of signings that we're right now in the midst of and is going to continue for at least the next few weeks as these new rules get implemented and the NBA tries to deal with this swell of COVID-19. Keith Smith, find him at Keith Smith at, uh, at Keith Smith NBA on Twitter. Keith, man, this is this is hard to keep up with all the different signings that we're seeing now as a result of the new rules hitting the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. It's been crazy. I think we're up to 100 different players this season now have been placed mm -hmm. in health and safety protocols. Uh, so we're or maybe even more than that. Um, it's hard to even keep track of that number. And then I know uh, as of. Uh, just a little bit ago, going off reported signings, I think the last one was Jamario Jones yep. to your Lakers. That's right. Uh, he was the 26th hardship Ooh. signing uh, in the league already this year. And there, there's going to be more coming, as you said. We've got a whole bunch of stuff. But I think the place to start is the NBA and the NBPA, the Players Association, agreed to a modified rule set for yep. how the hardship exception is going to work for a period of one month. Yeah, and let's let's start. There's some stuff about the two-way players in there, but let's let's save yep. that for last. Let's start with the players who are currently in health and safety protocols and what this means. Essentially, what the NBA has said is that if you have a player going into uh, going into health and safety protocols, that player needs to be replaced. And if let's say you have uh, if you have at least two players, then you have to start replacing players. So if you have five players out. Due to health and safety protocols, that means by league rule, you now have to sign four players to hardship contracts. That'll be a 10-day contract for these players that you're bringing in to act as replacement players. Okay, uh, that's and to be clear on yeah. that too, just because I think this has been a little confusing around the timeline this sure. morning. It's if you get below 13 total available players, right. because that that's where you know some people are thinking it's lose four and you immediately have to go get guys you can lose four because that would take you down to 13 standard roster 17 15 players on regular contracts two players on two ways and then it's after that that it turns into a uh uh, uh period of you you have to start going and signing players and right as we're seeing with a lot of these cases it's it's uh it's not ones and twos it's you know threes fours fives yes. of players that are going in the protocols and that's on top of uh teams that may already have a couple guys injured and the like so let's talk a little bit about the why like that's that's what is happening the why this is happening why the nba is going down this route number one they are they're first of all they're trying to support teams they're trying to make this as easy as possible while at the same time making sure that games do not get get postponed so what they've done is they've decided that with the main goal being don't postpone games don't cancel games don't reschedule games just keep things where they are right now they are forcing teams essentially to sign these players um, they're making that a requirement, again, based on the, the numbers that you've given us. Once they drop below that 13, um, they're making teams bring in these replacement players. But they're also trying to ease the burden of doing that by saying these players that come in, they will not count against the cap. So you don't have to worry about them stacking up in terms of hitting the hard cap for some teams. They will also not count towards the luxury tax. So if you're a luxury tax team, you don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, I'm bringing this guy in and this is a salary, but it's really going to cost me this much when I add in the luxury tax payments. Those things are out the window. So the NBA trying to, number one, 
kind of make sure that teams actually do this so that they have enough players to play. But then on the other hand, they're saying, if we're going to force you to bring in replacement players and continue to play games, we're going to make it as easy as possible to do so. Absolutely. In, in personal opinion, this is how the hardship exception should always work. Mm-hmm. I believe, I think because in a normal year, you have to get to four players out for at least, um, the five games and then going to be out for at least, uh, generally a two week period um, before you even qualify and how teams get a hardship is they have to petition the league for it. In this case, they've, they've, they've cut that petitioning portion off. If it's for COVID related reasons, injury related reasons still exist. You still have to uh, to reach out to, to petition the league for that additional roster spot. You don't get any extra money to sign these players or anything like that. It's always been a roster exemption, not a salary cap exception. But in this case, this, This makes sense because what we're going to see with these uh, signings of of these players via hardship is teams who maybe said, you know, making it up, but we've got four million under the hard cap. They're going to have to eat into that four million at, you know, a couple hundred, about a hundred thousand or so at a time. And that's not what they want to do. They want to be able to keep that flexibility to make moves later down the line. The Brooklyn Nets, it was going to cost them about $500,000 in real dollars and tax penalties every time they signed a player to a hardship. And the idea is you need the guy. So why are we going to make it difficult on teams and those kind of things? Nothing changes as far as what the player gets paid. He's still going to get paid the full 10 day amount. There's just not going to be a hit on the cap or on the tax. And to, to give everybody an example of like how we're going to handle this at spot track, um, as well as how I'm handling it in my own personal salary sheets, I'm just putting the player on the roster with hardship next to them in place of a salary. And then that way there's no, no accounting that goes onto the books or anything like that. So just kind of a general, general uh you know uh look there at how how all these things are going to be accounted for right right and then i think the other angle of this that's interesting is that the nba has put in a few little things first of all making you sign these players right uh can be one less than the number of players that you have Mm -hmm. out but you're required to do that and required to sign x number of players and then also you have to make that player available for your next game. They have to count towards the amount of players that you possibly have. So what the NBA foresaw potentially happening was a team like, let's say you're the Brooklyn Nets, right? And you've got Kevin Durant out, James Harden out, Kyrie Irving out. A team like the Nets could say, well, we're going to sign somebody. Oh, it took a little while to get the paperwork through. Oh, shoot. We only have six players available tonight. I guess we're going to have to postpone the game because there's a competitive advantage to doing that. You postpone the game till later, and then you get to play that game with all of your guys back, whereas you're much more likely to lose that game if you're playing with your replacement players. So the NBA foresaw that being potentially an issue, and that's why, number one, they force you to sign X number of of replacement players and or hardship players, whatever term we want to use, and that player has to be available to play in your next game because the NBA didn't want to deal with that with teams saying, well, we don't want to risk losing a game, so let's kind of be a little bit shady here and do what we can to try to make sure that the game gets postponed and we can make it up when we've got our guys back. Yeah, absolutely. They, they kind of, by opening this up, they, they could have created some loopholes, but they, they did a pretty good job of closing Mm -hmm. those. I think this is a really good compromise for, for all parties involved here, because this is going to, 
get rosters a little more filled out. The the people who lose, quite frankly, are like like that Nets Magic game the other night uh, when mm-hmm. it was played. With that game should have been postponed because it was Nets versus Magic, <laughs> and it's just not like if you they, bought they tickets. Yeah, you yeah. bought tickets to go watch a, you know, essentially a G League game in effect. And and the Nets had to do some stuff. The Nets had planned to rest Patty Mills in that game. They ended up playing him in a mm-hmm. game they didn't really want to play him in. It just, it was kind of a mess. So I think the league looked at it and said, all right, we've got these handful of p- postponements we need to do. And then we're going to get get into, uh, you know, really working through this. And, and, it's, and it's a month. And there's nothing to say this won't continue uh, past January 19th. Maybe it does. Let's go past that, but they're then kind of taking a let's get through this current wave right now. We'll reevaluate in a month and see where we're at. And then you mentioned they, the other tweak that they made was they've removed the cap on yeah. two-way players. Uh, it had been upped to 50 games this year, but they've removed it for the regular season. Two-way players will still not be eligible for any postseason games. So right. play in tournament or playoffs. If you want them for those, you have to sign them to your regular roster, which we'll, we'll get into because we got official numbers on Garrison Matthews, not that the Rockets are headed to the postseason anytime soon, but uh, it's it's we saw um, we'll see some of those conversions happen down the line mm-hmm. to get teams uh, playoff eligible. But they did eliminate that cap on the two ways, and again, good smart decision. Players will get increased pay if they're they're on a two way and play more games in the NBA. All around, this is a, I think a very good compromise by the players, the league the teams, everybody involved to uh, keep things moving because a pause was never in the cards. No. It was not going to happen. If anything, you would have seen cancellations, which nobody wants. It's not like it was a year ago. Everybody was screaming, you know, shut the season down for two weeks, three weeks, a month, whatever it was. You can't and then do that. Come back to it. You, the buildings aren't open like that anymore. It's not a, like it was a year ago. Things are you know, open. These, there's concerts. There's events in these buildings, all kinds of other things. A lot of time. The um the basketball team is not the uh, primary tenant in the building. They, mm-hmm. they you know in some cases are you know second, maybe even third uh, tier you know tenant. So that that makes it really hard uh, to get those things scheduled. So that's that's just kind of a you know th- thing to keep in mind that that's you know why and the cancellations weren't happening because nobody wants to give up the revenue. I also want to add, you know, Keith, you and I have talked about this a lot uh, about how expansion is coming to the NBA at some point. At some point, this mm-hmm. is this is coming. And the argument has long been, well, there's enough quality players out there to expand. What better test of that theory than this right now? Right. Sure. Right now yeah. we're getting to see like, oh, like, hey, Isaiah Thomas, right, has come back in and he's scored 19 points and 13 points for the Lakers. That, that suggests he's an NBA player, right? So this is going to be a good chance to truly see the depth of talent that's out there. And again, I'm kind of searching yeah. for silver linings here, but also sure. from a narrative perspective, we're going to see a lot of guys from seasons past that are going to be getting their shot to earn a place back in the NBA. And for a lot of them, it probably won't happen. But it's also possible that we do see some guys who play well enough during this stint that they do earn a spot in the NBA on on a team somewhere. And so I think there's, there's that element to this too, where we're going to see some guys who have had their hopes and dreams set on getting either back into the NBA or just into the NBA period that are, that are going to get a chance to get noticed and to do just that on a big stage. And so that, that part of it will be interesting as well. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, 
cool parts about this. Like you said, getting these guys an opportunity. Guys get to live out a dream, you know, of suiting up. The the Magic are going through that right now. Mm-hmm. They brought up four guys from their G League team. And, and with that, let's let's get into those mechanics real yeah. quick if we can. Because a lot of people are saying, why is it not just a straight call-up? For example, why are the Celtics not bringing players up from the main Celtics? Sure. Or the Lakers bringing players up from the South Bay Lakers? It doesn't work that way it's the these guys are free agents in the g league they are not attached to the nba roster outside of the two-way players and of course they're under contract and are going to be be moved up but what what we're seeing here is these players are free agents in some cases they are going up to their affiliates like i mentioned the magic brought four players up some of that was they were literally the magic's g league uh, affiliate in lakeland florida is about an hour or so down the road from orlando florida so it was very easy to say all right these guys are here let's get them to to orlando and off we go um the, the lakers this one just broke but mason jones uh Sean Sharania just reporting while we're recording is coming up from uh, uh, the South Bay. He's been looking good for South Bay. And so we're seeing some of this, but these are not a uh, locked in um, thing where they can just bring these guys up immediately. Some have suggested, should it have been that way? I I mean, maybe, but I don't, you know, I, maybe these players are looking at, as you said, some of these guys may stick, right? Some of these guys I think are looking at it and saying, Hey, you know, I can go to this team and I kind of like my chance to look pretty good in the 10 days that I'm there, maybe a little longer if you know things go that way mm-hmm. and I can look pretty good and maybe they'll keep me over another player uh, when, when the 10 days expire. That, that could be the direction this goes. So I don't want to take that freedom away from players right. who aren't under contracts because there's nothing stopping these teams if they really want a player. Uh, like, like Celtics fans get a little upset that Theo Pinson joined the Dallas Mavericks. Well, if the Celtics really want Theo Pinson, they could wave a player on their roster and go sign Theo Pinson. It's I do not want to see uh, um, you know players' freedom of movement uh, shut down by at all by any uh, reasons, but because of you know just COVID stuff that's going on, they let it work the way way it's always worked. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, jumping in on that that Mason Jones thing, that means there's another move coming. Because according to Shams, he's getting a two-way contract. The Lakers have already used their two-way contract. So that means that Shondi Brown ah, or right. Jay Huff. You did say two-way. Yeah, one of those guys huh. is obviously no longer going to be on a two-way contract. Now, what that means exactly, we don't know just yet. But obviously, they have to be making a move to free up a two-way contract in order to give it to Mason Jones. Yeah, that is interesting. I missed completely missed that part of it. So, yeah, let's see where where that goes. Right, Chandy Brown and Jay Huff are uh-huh. the two two way players. We did see uh, just in the last couple of days the Philadelphia 76ers waived Grant Riller, who was on a two way contract. They waived him because they, uh, um, they they he's out with an injury, and they they're in a position where they need players and they signed miles powell out of the g league uh powell's a guy who's kind of bounced around a little mm-hmm. little um bid on uh teams on and off in the preseason and the like over the last couple of years uh seton hall products played uh, well in the g league so they, they're bringing him in on a two-way so I wonder if maybe there's something there maybe uh brown or huff is going to be unavailable for some reason and clearly we know the lakers are going through it and need some uh they need, need some bodies uh healthy right now but mason jones is an interesting interesting uh prospect so let's see where that one ultimately goes yeah yeah we'll see what, what they wind up doing there uh but in any event Big picture, 
Lots of new players coming into the NBA right yeah. now. And this is also proof that the NBA, they are dead set on not postponing the season, not postponing games or anything like that. They plan to just keep playing right through this thing. We saw yep. the NBA or the NFL recently approved rules to essentially, it's a little bit more nuanced than this, but essentially stop testing players who are vaccinated uh, unless they are symptomatic. Um, and again, there's there's some spot checks and things like that that the NFL is doing. So I don't want to oversimplify it like that. But that's that's kind of the way that's heading. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. There have been some calls, according to an ESPN report, as well as a report on The Athletic, for the NBA to do something similar. Coaches and players who've wanted something like that to happen. So I don't know if that's the way this is headed ultimately. But for now, this is going to be the NBA's solution in order to keep playing and not lose games to what's going on. Yeah, so let's talk about games that weren't necessarily lost but games that are postponed. are uh, been postponed Let, yeah. let's uh get into that there were five games postponed over the uh over the the weekend and into this week so let me uh pull them up so we don't don't miss any we already know that bulls had the first two postponed um uh, last week which was um their uh they had Detroit Pistons and Toronto Raptors games postponed. Uh-huh. Three games postponed on Sunday. Denver Nuggets at Brooklyn Nets. Cleveland Cavaliers at Atlanta Hawks. New Orleans Pelicans at Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, those were all postponed. And then today, Monday, as we're recording this, Orlando Magic at Toronto Raptors. And then Washington Wizards at Brooklyn Nets. Uh, tomorrow night was postponed. That one was a TNT game. That has been replaced by Pacers Heat on TNT. So, uh, so we'll see. So that's a total number of seven games postponed. That'll need to be made up, uh, you know, for a handful for a couple teams there. The net, the nets now have, have a couple that need made up. The Raptors have a couple, the bulls have a couple. So, so we'll see, you know, where those get slotted into the schedule. Cause they're just going to have to do, do their best to find, uh, openings there, but, uh, very clear, uh, the league's messaging postponements versus cancellations, um, that those games are intended to be made up. One other thing is an aside before we start getting into signings and yeah. all the other things that have happened. Um, keep an eye on things in Toronto. Um, did the Warriors didn't bring players to Toronto uh, for their uh, last game of a road trip. They kept a lot of their regular. They actually sent their regulars home to San Francisco mm-hmm. ahead of going back. So that was, um, you know, kind of interesting. Uh, there is. The, the rules will change here shortly. Uh, sounds like there may even be fast track to change where you won't be able to come in to Canada if you're unvaccinated uh, before a bunch of people start screaming and yelling. It's Canada. It's a completely different country. They can make whatever uh, rules and laws they want to make. This is, this is not the make. NBA it, making this, those rules. Exactly. This is not yes. the NBA. This is the, the country of Canada. Uh, but the other thing is Quebec, which is clearly a different uh, province than uh, Toronto is in. Toronto is in um, the Ontario province, but Quebec just shut everything down again. Uh, effective uh, today, uh, this evening, they're, they're shutting everything down again. So we're going to see what that kind of kind of looks like here with the um, uh, Raptors. If Ontario does something similar, uh, we'll see. They've already uh, reduced capacity in the Raptors building to 50 percent. So we're, we're going to have to just keep an eye out on what what happens uh, with the Raptors, because d- despite them operating under the same NBA rules, uh, 
Canadian government's rules and local government supersedes supersedes anything the NBA wants to do. So we will see uh, just something to keep an eye on with the Raptors uh, moving forward here. Okay, that's that's definitely something to keep an eye on that could obviously change. I mean, this is part of why the Raptors played last season in Tampa Bay, right? Because of some of the rules and everything in, in Canada. So We'll see where that winds up going. Uh, but Keith, I know I, I have not been able to keep up with all of it, <laughs> but you you apparently have. Um, have. Let's get into the list. It's interesting because what you're about to hear is a list full of some players from years past, as well as maybe some players that you haven't heard of that much that are now going to be playing for various NBA teams once again. So this is going to be a little bit of a trip down memory lane. <laughs> and uh, and there'll be a few head scratch. Keith, do not throw in a made up name because I will probably not catch it. <laughs> I thought about doing it, and I was like, no, this isn't the time for that. We'll, <laughs> we'll wait until we get into the off season, and I'll, I'll do one of those. Um, so we are up to twenty seven different players uh, have signed hardships or are reported to be signing under the hardship. Um, that that's that's uh, there was one dropped while we were recording that wasn't Mason Jones. It was a different one. Mm-hmm. Um, with that. Uh, there's been 29 total hardship deals because Davin Reed and Alfonso McKinney have each signed a second 10 day right. uh, with the Denver Nuggets and Chicago Bulls re- respectively. So uh, Stanley Johnson was one of the other ones. He was the the second earliest to sign. Unfortunately, never played because he signed and immediately went into the health and safety protocols. Uh, then the Brooklyn Nets, they, they're up to uh, three already. Langston Galloway, James Ennis, and Shaq Harrison. And then Wendy Gabriel has been reportedly going to sign a uh, 10-day with the Nets. That one has not come through yet. Something that that to keep in mind with these is teams will generally start 10 days, whether it's this this scenario here or even when it's a more normal 10-day. Mm-hmm. Um, they will start those on a game day because what that does is that allows them to get the maximum usage out of that player. Yes. So you, know, you rarely are going to bring a player in um, on a uh, on an off day um, on a 10-day. Usually we'll start with a game. So some of these may not materialize for the next day or You're two. You're talking about official. Like, we'll hear, like, okay, so yeah, like the we'll Lakers don't play today. Yeah. Jamario Jones, he's not officially going to sign until tomorrow. Correct, correct. Right. Mo- yes. Most likely. Most likely. Um, all right. So then we mentioned the four Orlando Magic guys, Aleem Ford, Hassani Gravett, BJ Johnson, Admiral Schofield. Uh, Johnson and Schofield have had cups of coffee in the NBA mm-hmm. uh, previous. Uh, you mentioned uh, the Lakers, Isaiah Thomas uh, there, as well as Jamario Jones is a, the other one. So uh, Jamario Jones has bounced around uh, a little bit, uh, primarily with the Lakers. Um, and then IT is playing well, I, I think, from what I've seen. I think yeah. he looks pretty good. He has. Um, again, uh, Justin Robinson with the Sacramento Kings. He's coming to give them some additional point guard depth. He's a guy who had been on a two-way uh, prior to that. Tyler Hall with the New York Knicks, a uh, guy who had gone to camp with the Knicks. Boston Celtics jumped in with Justin Jackson. And then this name and, CJ Miles. CJ Miles. He's back. <laughs> yeah. I was not <laughs> expecting that 15 year veteran CJ miles was um, playing with the G league ignite um, in, in the G league, the, the ignite for those who maybe are new to this. They are the team that is made up of uh, high school prospects that are trying to make the jump from prep to pros. And uh, what they do is they fill that roster out with NBA veteran guys. So CJ miles, Amir Johnson, uh, they've tended to go for guys, at least a couple that have also made that jump from high school to the pros. Cause they help. And CJ miles was one of them. So 15 year vet headed to Boston. That this one is, is official too. This is like the Royal rumble 
right? When when the buzzer <laughs> sounds and it's that guy from like 10 years ago whose music hits it. and again, you haven't seen and then that guy comes flying in, this is the the NBA version of that. CJ Miles and it's only a matter of time before Lance Stevenson winds up somewhere too. That's what we're that's what's <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pro- probably with that one. Uh, the the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to add a couple names that are probably recognizable to folks. Uh, Justin Anderson, he's been around the league uh, for several years, former first round draft pick, um, and then Luke Cornett. Uh, big man was playing playing with the main mm-hmm. Celtics. Um, he is going to go to Cleveland because we all know they need another seven footer. Even though they're down a, a couple seven footers, you you got to have a minimum of three in your starting lineup in Cleveland at all times. Uh, Dallas has officially signed Theo Pinson, a guy who again been on two way contracts, been been with the Nets and the Knicks in the past, and then they are reportedly going to bring another name people recognize, Marquise Chris, uh, into yep. the fold as well. So that one hasn't come final yet, but that'll come. Uh, the New York Knicks, Damian Dotson and Matt Mooney, uh, a couple of guards coming into New York. New York's guard depth has uh, been so decimated due to injuries and COVID that something we we put on our rundown and skipped past, Kemba Walker, uh, got back in the rotation, mm-hmm. started, and played great. Uh, for the Knicks against the Celtics, he had 29 points, looked really, really good in that game. Uh, and then post game, when asked, you know, how hard it's been to be out of the rotation, said, I hate it. I want to play. I uh, was very open on that and said, I want to play. So we'll, we'll we'll see where that that ultimately goes uh, with Kemba in the Knicks, but getting his opportunity uh, there. Uh, reported signing coming for the Orlando Magic, Freddie Gillespie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would be their fifth player on a hardship deal uh, coming in. He's a guy who was with the Raptors last year uh, and in, in training camp with Toronto this year. Uh, speaking of Toronto, they're going to add four players, uh, uh, some NBA veteran names, Brandon Goodwin, uh, mm-hmm. backup guard, had been with the Hawks uh, prior. Uh, uh, Tyler Johnson, NBA veteran, has been around a very long a time. He's going to head off to Toronto. Uh, Juwan Morgan, who was uh, with the Jazz a couple years ago, he was also playing for the Maine Celtics. The Maine Celtics must be doing something right because they are uh, losing like half their roster here today. And then just breaking while we're recording, Mark Stein reports Nick Stauskas uh, going to be called up to to the Raptors. Sauce Castillo, uh, well. Sauce welcome Castillo. back. Yeah. Sauce Castillo, Sauskis? Nick Rocks, so, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, Sacramento Rocks, Kings. Yep. <laughs> so we'll we'll see uh, Nick Stauskas back back in the NBA here, uh, and then we we'd mentioned it already under the Lakers, but Jamario Jones mm-hmm. uh, coming back. So we're up to Stauskas as it broke as we were recording, twenty eighth player on a hardship uh, contract um, already. A lot yeah. of these uh, still still to go official, but uh, 28 reported uh, players to sign hardship deals. I spoke to some folks with the NBA and with the G League, and they said that over 30 players had transportation arranged uh, out of Las Vegas last night and this morning uh, in uh, anticipation of signing uh, wow. hardship deals with NBA teams. Uh, the G League, outside of uh, two, two clubs, is gathered in Las Vegas. So Raptors 905 and Windy City Bulls are both shut down uh, due to uh, COVID. So the other teams are all there in Las Vegas for the G League Showcase. So. That, that makes me nervous. All of the replacement players, essentially, the pool of replacement players are all, <laughs> all right, together in, in one place. Yeah, that'd... yeah, that's a well, little, little scary. The good news is 
heavy testing going on there. Yes. Uh, clearly with that, uh, you know, but yeah, it is a little, uh, little, little interesting, um, you know, to see where that ultimately goes. So, yeah. uh, yeah, but it's, yeah, guys coming out, there's, um, yeah, as you mentioned, vast majority of these, these guys are coming out of the G league. That's where, where teams are going to, to, to mm-hmm. sign players, handful of guys, uh, um, maybe not going to come out of the G league, maybe just veterans that teams have been keeping tabs on and know are, uh, are in um, shape and are ready to go. So, but yeah, but that's, the, that's where we're at. So there, there it is. There's your rundown of the 28 hardship contracts. Uh, many have already been signed and ma- many more to mm-hmm. be signed. And then many more I'm sure will be reported on here in the next couple of days. Now, I guess here's a, a question to finish things off. Once a player, so let's say a team has seven players that are, that are out and they sign however many players they need to in order to make up for that, in order to get back up to 13. Let's say they sign three players to these hardship exceptions, and then six of those seven players that were out test out of protocols. What's the How does that scenario play out? No, that's a great question. You you need to immediately get back into roster compliance. Mm-hmm. So what would happen in that case is those players... <clears throat> excuse me, I couldn't even get it to mute. It came on too quick. Um, those players would uh, be... In general, what would likely happen is um, those players would be waived mm-hmm. uh, from from their their current contracts, and then what would happen um, beyond that is uh, those players would then be um, uh, returned back to the G League or wherever they were. Um, every once in a while, you'll see a player uh, head overseas after a successful yeah. ten day versus uh, going back to the G League, but th- those are. Fairly few and far between, um, but yeah, those teams would have to get back. Let, let's say you fall in love with a player and he yeah. plays great, like like the Lakers. I, I'll use them as an example because we've seen Isaiah Thomas already play well. If if the Lakers are like, man, we got to keep Isaiah Thomas, we can't let him get back to free agency because someone else will snap him up on us. Then they're gonna have to waive somebody to to uh, keep keep him around. That they're not gonna be able to, uh, um, you know, just move him out. Um, via uh any other means that they would have to wave somebody open up the roster spot and bring him in that way so you know that's uh just something to keep an eye on with, with these guys if they really really play well so these 10-day contracts do not guarantee 10 days is is what it ultimately no, comes comes down player to will still get paid yes right 10 days uh in this case because these cap hits are are going away on on these hardship signings but if it's a regular 10 day because it's the same process on a regular 10 day uh what they call it is an early termination player does not go through any form of waivers they are instantly made a free agent 10 days terminated full cap hit hits the books full tax hit hits the books mm-hmm. and the uh player player goes to returns to free agency player also gets their full 10 day payment but uh, in this case, for these hardship signings, we know there is no cap or tax it, but it does not have to be 10 days. So if you have something where, uh, you know, you have a player, uh, you know, uh, false positive or whatever it yeah. was come up and they're out, yeah, the, the teams can move on and, and uh, you know, wave these guys almost immediately. Right. Well, interesting time in the NBA, right? I know we did not expect to be talking about CJ Miles <laughs> joining a team this year or or yeah. any of any of these guys that are now suddenly popping up but here we are on the NBA turning to these these hardship contracts in order to to get through this and again they're going to reevaluate in January so it'll be about a month they'll reevaluate and we'll see where things are at but this is the plan for right now to get through this and continue to play 
games. So, Keith, it's, yep. again, a very quickly changing situation, but uh, that's the world we're living in right now. Yeah, I mean, we just gave you the list. There's probably going to be at least, I would say, another five, six players signed. Before uh, I before even publish the, this. Before <laughs> games play. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll, yeah, by the time you actually hear this, there'll probably be some some uh, some guys guys missing off of off of the, this list as well. Uh, and then on the positive side, we're seeing some teams already get players cleared, and a lot of these players uh, are coming out and saying they've they felt fine the entire time. Um, that's a whole other debate we're not going to get into yeah. uh, here. But uh, but that that's good news. And like like, like the Bulls yesterday, maybe maybe not great news for your Lakers, but uh, good news for the Bulls is they got some players back. And oh like yeah, Demar Derozan came back and looked like he didn't miss a beat. I mean, looked great and, uh, yesterday. And he did say he had the, those comments that. And this is, I mean, not not getting into the debate at all, but just this is what you want to hear. DeMar DeRozan said the biggest problem while he was out, out was he was bored. Yes. He said he had no symptoms. He felt totally fine. He was just bored. And that's that's just on a personal level. That's what you want to hear. That's what you want. Like, yep. that's the ideal. If a player's going to have to sit out, you don't want to hear that they're going through uh, certainly what Joel Embiid went through, something like that. You know, you want to hear that that they were just fine and now they're back and everything's okay yeah. and they're back on the floor and they're producing. Obviously, DeRozan dropped 38 points. So, I mean, and, and that's great. That's what you want to hear from each of these players. And hopefully that is what we start to hear more of. Yeah, absolutely. And then there is a hope that we'll get through this wave and then it'll really kind of calm, calm down. It's roughly a fifth of the league uh, right now. And Oof. currently, like right, right now, I think is... Uh, in the health and safety protocols this month alone. So I think it's a, it's, I'm re looking at the numbers. It's 113 total different players have gone in this season, uh, 100 of them this month in the first three weeks of December. Oh, man, that is staggering. That, that's a high number, but, um, yeah, said the NBA, they're gonna, they're gonna do everything they can to push through this. Keep plugging. All right, everybody, give us your thoughts in the comments section down below. What do you think about this plan uh, put forth by the NBA, the NBA Players Association to get through everything? Give us your thoughts. And do you have some players that you've been thinking about? Hey, this guy yeah. should be on an NBA team. Fire it off in the comments section. Let, let us know who you would like to see picked up because there's going to be a lot of players being added to teams that, uh, that maybe should be in the NBA right now. So let us know what you think, some names that you can put out there. Everybody, we'll see you next time, but please make sure you do stay safe.